Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you doing before you go on your holiday? <laughs> I'm good, mate. I got my little, I got my, uh, got my flip-flops in the old bag, you know, I got my <laughs> sun cream, got my date. How British. Because uh, I'm um, probably, uh, you know what I'm looking forward to? You know you go on holiday, Chris. What, what's the thing, one thing that you enjoy? Is it the sunshine? Is it the, is it the good vibes? Is it the uh, yeah. pina coladas nope. getting uh, well, I do like that. lost in the rain? Um the thing that nope, nope, really nope. gets me excited is just the buffet. I love a breakfast buffet, and I hope the <laughs> hotel has a breakfast buffet. That's all I'm asking for, Chris. I want a breakfast buffet. COVID may have cowed, cowed. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 you know stop people from Cold. doing this uh, the the experience uh. of the breakfast buffet. But I want it back because I love the breakfast buffet. Give Pete Donaldson what he wants. Yep. What he deserves is breakfast buffet. <laughs> I, I mean, I travel around a lot and the, bu- the breakfast buffet is a very common occurrence in Japan. Unfortunately, it's seldom good. Mm. It's not great. I don't like buffets for that reason, so I can't share in your optimism and your love of buffet. What I love on a holiday more than anything is I get to read a book. And that's something I never, ever do when I'm just having a normal life. Mm. It's like the only thing I could do on a holiday. I, I love sitting on the beach under an umbrella, not getting sunburned, and just reading a book and then mm. getting ideas and inspiration. And often, like, some of my best ideas have come from just sitting there reading a book and gestating. Yeah. Are you going to read a book, Pete? Are you going to read it's my Chris, book it's in the Japanese? Only time. It's the only time. I'm not going to read that book. I can't read that book, can I? Read my book. I'll wait till the translation. I'll, you know what? I'll do a uh, machine-assisted uh, translation uh, for the book, <laughs> and I'll release it under my own title, What I Think About Chris Broad, Star of Cat Nation. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. Are you going to read? Are you going to read on this holiday at all? Chris, I, it's the up? only time I read. I, I am so poorly read, it is unbelievable. I'll do my usual thing. I'll rock up. I'll read a, a John le Carre. Um, I, I think I've read them all now. I'll read a John le Carre. <laughs> then I'll go, shit, I don't have any more books. Then I'll download War and Peace and try to do something useful with my time. Uh, and then I'll go, this is oh rubbish. God. And I'll, I'll hate read uh, a book that's been discarded in the uh, on, on someone's lounger <laughs> by some shithead writer that <laughs> I can't stand and it book makes me thief. angry. 
<laughs> Little Buckley. You should. I don't. I don't think you've read it. You should read the book I always recommend on the podcast: "The People Who Eat Darkness." Oh the, yes, sort of grim, a grim Let, crime let's story. Let's fucking cheer myself. I'll have the breakfast buffet, then I'll have a pina colada, <laughs> then I'll read about some murders. Cool. That's the spirit, Pete. Yeah. That's the spirit. Lovely. Really stuff. good book, though. And uh, yeah, I know you haven't been to come to Japan in the last four hundred years, yeah, so maybe that'll make yeah. you remember. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Mainly the ugly, because it's quite a brutal story. <laughs> You'll never look at Rapongi the same way again. I know I certainly haven't since mm. reading that horrible book about the uh, the disappearance of a British uh, British woman. Horrible, horrible story. But good, very good book, very well yep. written. But above all, have a nice time with your buffet. We've got a story here from Joseph and Susanna, who says, I, Mischievous Pete, and Carnivorous Chris. Just joking, you're both legends. However, I have a story about Japanese hospitality. I hail from a small country called Slovakia. I don't think we've ever had a message from Slovakia. It's always Sweden or... Maryland in the US, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice to have one from Slovakia. <laughs> I, I've been to Japan two times in 2012 and 2019. The second time was with my now fiance, and uh, we were in Japan in summer for about five to six weeks. Bloody hell! You've been to Japan longer than I have. Yeah. It's impressive. We were coming back from Kagoshima uh, in South Japan, and after 20 days of traveling, every three days to different cities uh, where we popped out. So we decided to rest in an amazing onsen in Hakone for two days. After this pit stop, we had to plan. We planned to move to Lake Yamanaka and climb Mount Fuji. Beautiful idea, beautiful plan. We used uh, a bus from Hakone and had to change buses midway to reach our destination. Being the particularly nervous person that I am, I screwed up royally when I left the bus and left my wallet with more than a thousand euros in it on the bus. Oh, good God. A thousand <laughs> euros? That's like about a thousand dollars. Bloody hell. Mm. I plunged in the darkness of rage and melancholy, but my better half stayed calm and she asked a passing bystander for help. He was so helpful, he took us to the bus office in the village where they called the bus driver and the company. The guy helping got his car and drove us to the last stop of the bus to help us retrieve my wallet. I wanted to thank him by giving him some money, at least for the gas, or to take him for lunch. Mm. He refused all our gifts of gratitude. He said, have a good day, and left. I was in awe of this act of pure character. At home, I was always told about how Japanese are cold and unloving, oh. like us Slovaks and Europeans. <laughs> I say bollocks to that. Japanese are one of the most sincere and nice people I had the opportunity to meet in my life. Uh, with regards, Joseph and Zuzana. What a beautiful story. What yeah. a nice man. I, you, like, Japanese people just will not accept like gifts or money. Mm. They're very nice about these sort of things. Um, Always go the unless it's like omiyage, like a souvenir or something. Yeah, but that's that's beautiful. Yeah, wasn't it, Pete? It's nice. It's like, it's like the I guess the Arab world and get, get, find yourself in like someone's house that they are incredible hosts and so generous. No matter mm. what where they're at financially, they're they're just incredibly uh, generous. And with the Japanese, they'll they'll they will literally go to the earth to do to help you <laughs> out. I think it's fantastic. I love those stories, um, and I'm glad your preconceptions mm. were blown to pieces. Absolutely. One of my favourite stories, I mean, these are, these are nice stories. One of my favourite stories is when we had a listener, I think they're in Fukushima or something, mm. walking around in the middle of nowhere, and they walked past a house and a guy came running out and was like, do you want to do karaoke? And the, the stranger, <laughs> our, our listener, was like, uh, okay. And then the guy <laughs> just invited him into his garage, his garage, and just... They did karaoke, yeah. and that was a, a weird one. I that was like a year ago, plus. That was a really good story. Uh, I love these travel stories. Keep them coming, guys. Yeah. What have we got, though? News of the week from Japan. What's going on, Pete? Hit me. What have you got? Chris, a virtual YouTuber, has given up 
the virtual ghost, so to speak. One of the most important oh, Japanese no. entertainers of the 21st century is calling it a day. She isn't even real. She is a figment <laughs> of uh, machines and voice acting. Uh, she's the virtual YouTuber Kazuna Ai. Is it Kazuna I or oh. Kazuna Elwood? Al. I think it's Kazuna, Kazuna AI. I, yeah. yeah, Kazuna AI. Um, she's going on an indefinite hiatus following one last live stream, huh. uh, streamed concert, uh, which, I mean, by the time this comes out, it will have already happened. So farewell to Kazuna AI. Um, uh, and anyone familiar with the work, and if I'm saying that wrong, I probably sound quite uh, silly, but I imagine it's AI or I, maybe. I don't know. Either way. It's um, I, goddammit. It's I. I is I. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well, it works as AI, artificial intelligence, doesn't it? Um, she was created by the entertainment co- company Activate and voiced by an actress, Nozomi Kasuga, uh, pioneering the art of VTubing. Now, you've worked with uh, a couple of people. You've, you've kind of like um, streamed or broadcast with a couple of virtual YouTubers, haven't you, uh, Chris? Mm. Yeah, I did a, an interview with Iron Mouse, who is yes. I think, currently the biggest of VTubers online. She's, she's, inc- she's, uh, she's just working and working and working, isn't she? Yeah, she's doing one of those um, like marathon mm. kind of. What do, you, what do you call it? Subscribe-a-thon. Subscribe-a-thon. Sure. Where, where you just yeah. don't stop. Streamathon. Yeah. You just keep going. She's been doing it for like over two weeks. Um, I don't know if she's still doing it. I mm. think she is. Yeah. But like, it's uh, yeah, it's so popular. People love it. I know Connor started a character recently called Booby or something. B U B I. And it's just Connor doing a silly voice. He sounds a bit like Jafar from Aladdin, a little bit, um, a bit scary, a bit weird, but did really well. The market's there, people want it. Yeah, we should become bloody AI. We should become uh, VTubers as well. Would save me having to worry about my bloody crappy appearance every video. <laughs> Imagine how big we'd be, though. Imagine how, as in gigantic <laughs> physically ourselves, um, we'd just be, we'd be in so much trouble. We'd 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 have to yeah, see it'd be a free pass to eat all the burgers I desire. Exactly. We wouldn't have to worry anymore. We'd be so terribly fantastic. But it's the sort of thing that is kind of. I think I think modern audiences would be like, well, how the hell is this popular? How how the hell have, have, have people been able to carve out um, followings for themselves by being a, an online entertainer or an online YouTuber, just, even though you can't see what they're doing? But the, like Japan has a very mm. long storied history about trying to create these characters, and obviously Hatsune Miku is, is probably the most popular one they've got. They've, but they have been um, around for decades, and this this news piece does detail one called Kyoko Date, um, one of the first virtual idols to come out of Japan back in 1996 she released a single called uh, Shining Like a Star uh, with a band called House Foundation and it looks it looks really shit <laughs> like she looks absolutely oh, dreadful it wasn't live it was all pre-recorded and stuff and it was the first kind of attempt to make these kind of like but I guess in I think in many ways uh, Mr Blobby from North House Party in the UK a similar sort of vibe <laughs> for me I think he was the first virtual uh, entertainer chaos merchant I, I think about Mr Blobby so much now. I, if you don't know who I'm he is, he's like a big mascot that falls over stuff, smashes over things, smashes up things. He was on a TV show called North House Party in in the eighties and nineties, possibly just the nineties, <laughs> and he's this excruciating character that did um, CD singles, he did musical singles, and uh, and and he was horrible. Uh, everyone hated him. But it was awful. The, the longer I go uh, in this life, I call my life uh, the more I think that Mr Blobby is probably one of our best most coveted most lovely uh, creations we've made because he's just utter chaos 
Sometimes he's sad, sometimes he's happy, but he's always just smashing the shit up. Yeah, he's just always smashing. I was terrified up. of him when I was a kid. He, he was he's horrible, yeah. absolutely horrible. Big pink, the most bloody British monster crap I've ever seen. Stupid with with, with very with very feminine, uh, big kind of eyes, big kind of like this kind of like eyes you only see on like RuPaul's Drag Race, where, where the big eyelashes, and you're just like it just it just had beautiful eyes, and um. And he would just smash his shit up. Um, and but he was on a TV show called North House Party, and Noel uh, Noel Edmonds is a man who I cannot stand. I think he is uh, he is the worst of us, quite frankly. And I can't stand him. Uh, he went on to do the British version of Deal or No Deal. If you're familiar with that quiz show, but he God, I hate him. But I, I, but I. I love Mr. Blobby, and I think he was the first virtual entertainer from back in the nineties. And then the greatest—I I think he should be streaming. I'd very much like to see Blobby he on wasn't stream. Wasn't a virtual entertainer. Mr. Blobby was a man in a costume, dancing around like a fine. Idiot. But Kyoko Date was just uh, someone doing a bit of motion capture with a bit of graphics. It's it's similar sort of thing. We're all wearing masks, you Chris. Could touch Mr. Blobby. You could touch Mr. Blobby. You he could touch Mr. You could. Real. That is true. Well, better or yeah, worse, maybe right, worse. Fair. Well, you could touch whoever's controlling Hatsune Miku, surely, couldn't you? I mean, <laughs> through the through the suit. <laughs> Pretty sinister. Pretty sinister. I, stuff. I think why is, why why did Kizuna Eye stop? I guess because there's just so much competition now. There's so many people doing it. They didn't feel unique anymore. Yeah, I think I think there's uh, even though there's even though there's more and more views per month for these people. I think it's just uh, it's been going quite quite a long time. Uh, a lot of people are mm. very very uh, very very stunned though. And, and again, just a crowded marketplace. She's not as unique as she used to be. So yeah, it's just she she's just chipping off. Uh, but I, I don't know where. I guess somewhere the. Uh, you know the 3D model of her will be on a hard drive, and it, there'll be one copy, I reckon, and or, or a few. Like Ghost in the Shell. And they'll just be, and they'll just be on a hard drive somewhere. It's just fascinating that somewhere the that, that will be very well. Yeah, it'll be like an NFT, like a valuable di- bit of data that entertained and in, in, enchanted a lot of people for that amount of time. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's incredible, really. But yeah, so, so goodbye, farewell, Kazuna. Hi. <laughs> Good bikers in eye, but there's no signs of stopping for the world of VTubers. They no. get over 1.5 billion views a month, and uh, virtual idols in China alone grossed 540 million dollars in 2020. And mm. that's you know we've come a long way since then. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I when Joey, the anime man, about a year ago, maybe a year and a half, two years, he first told me about VTubers. I was like. I don't get it. It yeah. seemed to be something very much aimed at sort of people like anime, manga, whatnot, um, given the sort of aesthetic and mm. design. And often the voice act, voice artists who do it are sort of reminiscent of anime, right? Yeah. But uh, I do get it. Having spent three hours chatting with Iron Mouse uh, and, and getting to know her, I can see the appeal, you know. Uh, you know, for her, she can sort of become this character mm. and, uh, you know, bring out the best of her character through... Her VTuber persona, yeah. and uh, in the same way, you know, you get like a talk show host or just a presenter just talking. It's, it's, a, it's I find it it's a more interesting way of watching a stream. Yeah, you know? rather Definitely. than just watching someone in a room, you can watch them in a almost like a fantasy world. There's elements of fantasy mixed with reality. It's quite a bizarre thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not my cup of tea. I respect people that do it, and I think you know, good for them. Awesome. If you like it, well done. Good mm. for you. Fantastic. But it's not really aimed at me. <laughs> I still, I'm still like find it a little bit odd at times. But then again, I think if I know someone that's doing it, like Iron Mouse, then I, yeah, I kind of get it yeah. a lot more. Uh, but 
Connor's creation, Booby. Really, really odd. It's just, <laughs> I just watched it and I was like, this is just Connor doing a scary voice. I, uh, VTubers. I'll have to check it out. The wacky world of VTubers. <laughs> I feel like this is a topic I'm not, I'm not prepared to talk about. Though. I'm not like qualified. Yes. This is like a, a I just don't know enough about it. And uh, I've always, I was, I've never, I've always held like Kizuna Eye at arm's length. Yeah. Mainly because it's done in Japanese and whatnot. Although I think there's an English variant, but yeah. Sad to see her go, but she's a pioneer who uh, kicked off a generation and uh, dare I say a very lucrative mm. very big lucrative business the world of VTubing we'll be back guys in just a moment with the fax machine your comments stories and questions cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget friendly coverage for you learn more at UH1.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Now we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Dawson. We got a message got? from Najib. Hello, Najib. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete. You've mentioned many times how much filming and editing is involved in your work and how much blood, sweat and tears it takes. My question is, when you visit all these amazing places all over Japan, does the constant filming and exhausting editing later on uh, make the trips more like work than fun? 
I'm going to say yes, Chris. You both do a good job of coming across as people have joined themselves in the videos themselves. Uh, but does the need for getting good pictures all the time just interrupt what could be a truly relaxing or exciting exertion? I found that when I'm on holiday, my wife's constant stopping their pickers really affects my enjoyment of just taking it all in with my own centres and at my own mm. pace, Najib. Look, everyone explores the world differently. Some people want to take a bit of that home with them. I'm probably more in your camp than, than your partner's. Uh, you're good partner. Mm. Uh, but uh, Chris, does... When you're out and about, is it a bit upsetting that you got you know you feel like you always got to have an angle? You got to find like a something interesting to put on the put on the internet. It can be. I mean, yeah, I just got back from a, a sort of a four day trip with Connor, Sea mm. Dog VA, yeah, and uh, we went through some beautiful locations, and I you know had, had some good moments along the way. But I can't say I truly relaxed along the way because like I'm filming everything. I'm filming the hot springs, or I'm filming uh, the scenery, and then. I've got, I'm constantly thinking, should I be filming this? Should I be filming that? What's the narrative? How am I going to frame it? Uh, and then in the evening when I should be relaxing and maybe having a drink, uh, too many drinks, mm. I have to back up everything. I have to back up like two cameras, a GoPro, yeah. drone footage. Like it's just not relaxing. The only benefit is you sleep pretty well at the end of a day like that. Mm. And the main benefit of, you know, well, it is, uh, it, it does take some of the fun out of it. The good thing is it means at the end of it, your trip, wherever you've gone, has been forever immortalised, and yeah. you can go back and look at it. Yeah. Like uh, if I want to, what, what was I doing two years ago? I was in Sapporo with Pete Dolson and Sharla and Chiaki. Mm. We had a good, fun sort of trip, and I can look back and watch over that years later yeah. and remember everything in a way that I probably wouldn't have done if I didn't film it. <laughs> so no, I can't relax that much, but it's still fun, and the reward is you get to relive it over and over. So I would encourage people to at least take photos if you go on a good holiday. Yeah. All it takes is one photo to like reignite uh, a buried a buried, long-lost memory. Mm. And for that reason, I take lots of like crappy... When I do go on a genuine holiday, I do take like uh, loads of crappy photos on my phone. I'm just like nothing <laughs> just so I can flick through them later on and just remember yeah. remember the great moments oh whenever you I think I've spoken about this before when you, whenever you kind of like um, you're trying to find a file on an old hard drive and you just roll into mm. a, a folder full of videos and pictures you've taken oh that's me for the, like two days it's, it's me for ages yeah yeah it's quite nostalgic stuff. isn't it yeah. you never know what you might find buried yeah. in a hard drive somewhere definitely yeah. uh, we've got one here from Trace who says hello Chris and Pete my name's Trace and I'm a prospective international student from Kansas hoping to study abroad in Japan in the near future uh, Chris in your experience in Japan are you familiar with any services that pair international students with homestay families I haven't had much luck online uh, with my search and reviews are understandably limited given that Japan has been closed for the better part of two years regards from the land of cows and tornadoes, Trace. Uh, I always make fun of Kansas because my good friend Pete, Pete Macy, Premier T. He's the face of Kansas in my mind. And I base the only thing I know about Kansas is the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And that's it. He's like the Mr. Well, Blobby of the, a good barbecue. A bronze band universe, I think. <laughs> Pete, Pete. God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> You've picked the wrong person to ask this question. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't because I, I'm not an international student mm. and I don't know that many. Uh, I'm not the man for the job. I know nothing of. of <laughs> I mean, homestay families. You can you can usually find them on like Booking dot com and Airbnb. All right, Airbnb more commonly. They've definitely like disappeared. A lot of people have disappeared since COVID, though, and a lot of them are sort of suspended operations. Mm. So that might be why it's more difficult right now. Yeah, because a lot of them are not marketing themselves, and hopefully, when Japan reopens, they'll all come back. Mm. But uh, 
I'm not really at home. I've never. Really, I've done a homestay one like once. Homestay one time, and I didn't really enjoy it. You just feel like your freedom's taken away. Yeah. You've got to sort of. I remember just sitting around this family table with this sort of family I didn't really know, <laughs> and I just I was really bored, and they were talking. <laughs> And all I could think of is, I want to go to the toilet. I want to go to bed. I want to <laughs> just do nothing. And I just sit there for hours and eat some dodgy, some dodgy vegetables that they've made. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really enjoy it. But I'm, I don't want to put you off homestays entirely. I do know lots of people that have had positive experiences. Um, but no, I'm, so, I'm sorry to help. I'm sorry I'm no use to you there, Trace. Yeah. My advice, just keep on looking. And certainly when Japan reopens, hopefully um, many of them will come back. But mm. just just get Googling. Get Googling. Get Googling. They do exist. Get Googling. Try Airbnb if you have to. Airbnb. Mm. Uh, we've got one here from Richard. Over to you, Pete. Uh, Richard in Pompano B. Now, where the hell is Pompano B? It sounds fantastic. Sounds a bit Greek, doesn't it? Maybe. I don't know. Pompano. Pompano. Mm. Um, Pompano. Uh, howdy, Cantankerous Chris and uh, Panglossian it's USA. Pete. Uh, I see. It's in Florida. Oh, is it? Nice. Apparently. Chris has mentioned several times uh, now that he's a fan of Sofia Coppola's Lost in Translation. That is one of my favourite movies too. And I think it's because there is no other English-speaking film quite like it. Chris, how much of an influence do you think the production and cinematography of Lost in Translation has had on your videos? Do you uh, aspire to capture the vibe of Japan in a similar way? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And Pete, I know you're a film buff as well. Uh, Richard, I don't know where you got that from, but thank you. Uh, what is your take on Lost in Translation? <laughs> <laughs> what is your take on Lost in Translation? You, oh, very enjoyable. I remember you ranting about Bill Murray. Very enjoyable. Like Murray I mean, it's all a bit of a, an old man fantasy, isn't it? But I think it. I, <laughs> I think I think that night out where they go to a karaoke bar and stuff. I think really adequately. You know how much I love Shinjuku and Shibuya. I think it really um, it really accurately captures the the kind of woozy, boozy kind of um, rolling around kind of like the night is. You know, pregnant with opportunity, kind of, yeah. kind of thing. I, I, I really, really, really think the way she captures that is is, is stunning. Um, so yes, yeah, really, really fun yeah. film. Really fun film. I, I, I do think that that scene where they go out for karaoke and drinks and mm. whatnot is like my favourite scene in the film. Yeah, it's just reminiscent of so many experiences I've had in Japan. Um, I don't think my cinematography has been inspired by Lost in Translation at all. Uh, Mainly because they filmed it on a cinema, like a cinema camera. Um, shit, why can't I think today? Uh, an old school cinema camera. Yes, okay. And uh, can't get my hands on one of those easily. They're very expensive. <laughs> um, I love the look of Lost in Translation. The cinematography is beautiful. The shots of Scarlett Johansson on the window overlooking Shinjuku. Mm. I think watching that film, that was like, there's not that many foreign made films about Japan, and there's yeah. not that many films that I found accessible. Um, before I came to Japan so I loved that one I watched Lost in Translation an awful lot and I built a lot of my expectations around Tokyo on that film mm. and I obsessed over it so much in the first two years I was like I want to go everywhere from Lost in Translation I want to relive it and I did I went to the, the bar where half the film's set yeah. I went to the there's a, I even stayed at the Park Hyatt where it was shot I went to the um, the onsen the little bath the little spa in the hotel where there's a scene where Bill Murray just sits alone in the bath. I think he's on his phone to his wife. <laughs> he was inquiring about a carpet or something. I relived that. I just did everything. I've even been to the karaoke place. I went to the karaoke place where they did that scene where they sing the Pretenders song. 
uh, and I, I've been there. I've done it all. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. At the end of it, I found nothing. I found nothing. <laughs> nothing Just at emptiness. all. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, your views on um, how it's like an old man film. Yeah. Like Bill Murray's, it's, it's supposed to be a romance, but it's just like a 60-year-old man chatting yeah. up like a 16-year-old. Yeah. That's exactly what Connor said when I was talking to Connor about it. He was like, it's shit. I hate uh, the Slosson translation. Um, it's just old creepy man. <laughs> and so you and Connor are the same. There you go. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back to do it all over again next time later this week, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be out in the big wide world, have a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Bye for now. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.